Welcome to the Whiskey and Coffee Podcast. I'm Drew. I'm Durden. And we've been friends for over 20 years, and we enjoy sharing stories while drinking our favorite drinks. Whiskey for me. Coffee for me. So let's get to talking. Durden, what are you drinking? Man, I got some Dunkin' Donuts medium roast over here, man. Nice. How about you? I'm just sipping on Jameson here, dude. Nice. Keeping it basic today. Nice. Nothing nice. fancy. Hey, before we get started with yes. our uh, new nonsense, yes. I, I got some old nonsense, an update, and something I forgot to talk about last week. Ooh, okay. So so last week, we did the deal with like the stuff we bought offline or on TV that we've seen. Correct. And I forgot to do probably my favorite folks. Not that the Magic Spoon's not good. <laughs> the Froth is better than the Peanut Butter on Magic Spoon. Nice. I love Manscaped. Right. These folks, Sika Salmon Shares. Ooh. Out of Alaska, out of the Pacific Blue, they send you to your house five pounds of fish every month. Oh, Jesus. $130 a month every month during fishing season. It's all sustainable. It's all owned by local fishermen out of Alaska. Look them up. Sika Salmon Shares. They are fantastic. I've gotten great seafood from them. You would think in this city you could find good seafood, and you can't. Yeah, well, you can. You're just not no, going to find you, salmon here. No, 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 it's not salmon, dude. They give you salmon, but they also give you halibut. I've gotten halibut. I've gotten cod. I've gotten crab legs. I've gotten oysters. They give you every kind of seafood they catch. It's whatever they catch, they send you. So, and there is no good seafood in this city. I disagree with that, but. I Where? Tell me where, sir. Anywhere. Are you serious? No. I'm completely serious. Oh my god. This this city so I mean, well, unfortunately one of my favorite places no longer exists. And that was Charlie Teeples. That place was great. Um, but they got shut down after the uh uh one of the hurricanes. Yep. Probably Matthew. No one had the most damage anyway. But they got shut down after that. Um the last place that I went and got seafood, and it was top shelf, I think was Vicks on the river. No. Yeah. Vicks on the river is garbage. I'm telling you it wasn't. I'm, <laughs> I'm telling, telling you, you it wasn't. I'm telling you, I sent mine back the last time I was at Vicks on the river. It was so bad. And you had a bad one, and that I sucks for so. you. I guess so. That is, that is unfortunate, but no, I, I, I have do. never been able to find, since William Seafood shut down in the fucking early 90s well it shut I, down the dude burned it to the ground it burned to the ground but still <laughs> he's no it longer down. here he, he burned it's no longer shit. in existence they could have rebuilt no not not when he chose to burn it down <laughs> i feel like someone in the family could have rebuilt somewhere no they were clearly trying to get out from under that damn thing yeah they were they had good seafood but other than that that's what they were trying to do nothing also a few shows back we talked about streaming stuff like our shows that we wanted to have streamed and we couldn't find right hbo max is now streaming lois and clark the new adventures of superman <laughs> hey so uh hbo max give me some just the ten of us or california dreams and we're good to go oh my god california dreams Jesus. that's a better show than saved by the bell i'll argue that till i die uh you can you'll probably die alone on that mountain but that's fine nah. 
all all that all that show. I didn't was, say it was a. I didn't say it was a good <laughs> show. I said it was a better show than Saved by the Bell. All that show was is they took the Friends Forever episode and went, let's make an entire show out of that. Okay, and then you got a band. You got a, a a bad band playing in some sort of terrible uh, restaurant doing yes. their thing. It's that show's terrible. It was. Show's I'm not saying Saved by the Bell is great. But I'm not saying, I'm saying California Dreams are great. I'm show. California I'm Dreams it's is terrible. Saved by the Bell. I I disagree with that. I I don't. So, what other what other hot takes you got? That that's it. So we can go back to whatever new nonsense we have this week. <coughs> Excuse me. So that was it. That's all for your hot takes. Yeah. I feel like it was an update. It was an update. I feel like you had some good ones in there though. Thank you. I feel like you had some good stuff. Thank you. What's the new nonsense we're doing? Oh, well, it's a new nonsense. Well, now we've both seen uh, the new Suicide Squad movie. Yes, it was so very if, violent. So I feel like we could talk about that. Um, it was violent as hell. Uh, and I'm just going to say, it may not be, but I'm just going to say out front, spoiler alert. Um, I mean, we might be able to do this without giving away spoilers, but I don't care. I, I can't because I don't yeah. care. So uh, I'm just, I'm just telling it. you right now, this is spoiler alert, uh, probably spoiler heavy here. Yeah, I so I, I don't uh, care. Final warning to try and skip ahead or come back some other time. So, um I thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh yeah, it was good. Um it is it is everything that uh a James Gunn movie is. Um it is quirky, it is ultra violent, uh it's it it makes fun of itself. It's um its style is just fantastic. I love the almost like chapter names inside the movie done within yeah. the the physical features of yes. the film. Yes. So good. It's like James Gunn, who directed the previous two Guardians of the Galaxy movies. He's also done Slither, and he got his start in trauma films, which this has trauma written all over it. Um, he absolutely, you know, or so he got fired, you know, from Disney, um, yeah. for some old tweets or whatever, and and it was like this movie to me was like he was like fuck you Disney, I'm gonna go do the movies I want to do, and. Warner Brothers and DC were like, go for it. Make it as hard an R as you want. Yep. We don't care. Go for it. Just make us a movie that's going to make us some money. And he said, not a problem. Yep. And he went out and did exactly that. He had, you can tell he had fun making this. You can tell the people who are in it had fun making it. Um, It is just, it is a romp of a comedy, of an action, of a, borderline horror film it was violent yeah i mean the the, it it, it could give any 80s horror movie a run for its money when it comes to uh graphic gore yeah what i don't i don't read comic books and i don't know marvel universe uh what was the deal with the starfish all right so first this you know starro was this being out in you know space and whatnot and who's known as starro the conqueror you know they changed this story a little bit in this to you know fit into the the movie they were making and it wasn't too different of a change they made him more of a tragic villain 
in this. You know, he wasn't. It was like Starro wasn't the actual villain in this movie. He um was kind of uh, like I said, a tragic villain. Uh, but in the in the comics, from what I remember, he was a villain. He was very you know he was trying to take over worlds and stuff. Uh, because Giant the, starfish, which yeah, take over worlds. Exactly. Well, he's a, uh, he's a space. Okay. He's a, he's not even an actual starfish to us. He looks like a starfish. He looks like a starfish to me. Right. He looks like a starfish to you, but where he is from, he's not a starfish. That's the closest thing we can equate it to. Okay. Um, is a starfish. I don't know too many starfish with a giant eye. So, um, I, say, I don't I don't even think about the comic book. So I just assumed right. it was a weird starfish looking thing. No, no. I mean, like like I said, that's what we call it. We we right. look at it as a starfish. But it's just an alien being. I got um, you. But it's that's that's one thing I liked is that you know he kind of wasn't the villain, so much as like he, while he did a bunch of obviously destructive things there at the end. Once he got free, it was more for revenge than it was anything else because he had been tortured for thirty something years. Right. So, um. I mean, you can see when they show you that that old NASA footage of them capturing him, like how small he was then. And then the more and more people that he kind of hive minds with his little sorrows, he gains more and more power and and grows in size, Mm -hmm. grows in girth from that. So, yeah, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed all the characters in this one, in this movie. I, I want like, more weasel. I, I thought the weasel should have been used more. <laughs> I I don't know who I felt more sad for was we, either weasel drowning or the polka dot man getting crushed. Yeah, I'm not sure who I felt more sad for in the end. Um, well, the weasel the weasel was alive at the end, right? So. No, the weasel yeah ends up living. Lived. Yeah, but he's now. I I mean maybe there's a weasel spinoff coming of him just Ooh. wandering through this. Weasel and Harley Quinn. Weasel and Harley Quinn. <laughs> he's just he's just wandering around. Uh, yeah. You know, it was a hilarious character, though. Uh, yeah. For it was funny. And, and it was it was also funny to me. Like, excuse me, the fact that there was like two Suicide Squads in this. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> they had the the, the false distraction the distraction yep. team that yep. <laughs> went in first. Yep, and the real team while the real team was doing the other work. Um. And they threw you through a loop with that, with having, you know, Harley and uh, Flag on that other team, on the yeah. distraction team going in. Um, and I like some of the uh, kind of fuck you marketing of, like, you know, all these guys in here that, you know, Captain Boomerang, who was in the first film, you know, is dead now in the first yeah. part of the film, in the very beginning. Michael Rooker, you know, who's in, I think, every James Gunn film. You think he's going to be playing some sort of bigger part or something, and he gets his head blown up when he. I love that she. I love that she chose to blow his head up when he decided that he was gonna. He was gonna fuck off, and he starts swimming into the ocean. Yeah, and it's like, do I really need to blow his head off? I how how far is he actually going to make it? He's swimming out into open ocean. Right. Well, you know, you got to be thorough with these things. Oh yes. I would have blown his head off too, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, 
And then uh, what's his name? Pete Davidson from Saturday Night Live mm. gets his face blown off. It was it was a nice little uh, swerve in the beginning, you know. Even though you knew there was other characters that you were going to have to deal with here, it was a nice little swerve at the beginning there. I didn't know anything. I just watched it for Harley Quinn. Oh yeah, yeah. Nice. I I could care less about. Har- I mean, you know me. You I know, like, but that's something I, I liked about this was like Harley Quinn wasn't the main character right, where you right. you would think so because she's the most established character, right. um, of the ones that are involved in this. And she wasn't, you know, the main character, but she didn't feel like she was shoehorned in either. It felt like it felt very she felt her role was right for this. Like she fit perfectly into what they were doing with this. And I like that Cena, John Cena, I thought he did a good job. Oh, I thought he was fantastic. He's better when he's just a like a back player, not a main guy. Right. Uh, When he's a side character. Yeah, no, I thought he did fantastic. Um, I thought. I thought that, uh, you know, Idris Elba, I don't think it'd do any wrong as it were anyway. No, um, not at the moment. I'm waiting to um, cancel culture to get him, by the way. I'm sure something's going to come out about him. Uh, so, so who hasn't, right? Yeah. Um, yep. And then there's, uh, oh, God, uh, the King Shark character. Which I thought I was going to get like tired of. I thought I was going to be like, Ugh, this is all right. We get it. He's an idiot. But I didn't. I I think they gave you just enough of him to not like force feed right. you this comic relief. Of, I like him on the Harley Quinn cartoon. Yeah. On uh, HBO Max. The HBO Max show. Yeah. He's really good in the cartoon. Um. And then the rat catcher character for another character that's just random. I've never heard of that one. Yeah, I didn't know what that was. Yeah, I've, I knew rat catcher was a was a Batman villain. Um, and then yeah, rat catcher two, I didn't realize that there was a rat catcher two, but uh, she was she. I thought she she did a good job of kind of being the heart of the movie. Yeah, that, like she's well, a, she was the kid you wanted to protect. Right, she's a villain, but she's. You know, the petty crime villain. You yeah. know, she didn't kill people like the rest of these people have. She, she hasn't had time to be the, the full grown villain. Right, right. Um, and then Polka Dot Man is a guy I've always made fun of. Like in, in just because it's, ri- it's ridiculous. Like Polka Dot Man. And then you look at his costume and stuff and that's not yeah. far from what his costume looks like that they did in this film. Yeah. And you're just like, what? How can I take a character seriously that does this? And James Gunn finds a way. You know, he found a way for you to care about a giant tree that only says three words, and a way for you to care about you know a, a freaking bionic enhanced raccoon. He can do this. He he has a he has a way of getting strange characters over. It happens. I love the John Cena line where he was like. All I want is peace, and I will kill any man, woman, or child to get it. And I will do anything <laughs> to nope. get it. Yeah, I will kill yeah, any man, I'll kill woman, as or child. Many, I'll kill as many men, women, and children to get yeah, it as that's, I need to. I love that. Like, I thought like, that was a great line. His character is, you know, just this over-the-top. And I don't know how old the Peacemaker character is. Like, I don't know when that character was made. In fact, I'm going to look it up. Yeah, let's look it up um, here. But I don't remember when he was made because it's very meta for right now. Right. <laughs> like this over the top, you know, 
just over the top character. Let's see here. It's an over the top, but it's like his wrestling character just turned up a thousand notches. Right. Looks like Peacemaker first appeared in November 1966. Oh, there you go. And was originally a hero. Most of them are, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And then he just became this stupid, ultra violent. Yes. Ass hat. He's, he's an over the top G.I. Joe. Yeah. He's a guy who takes it too seriously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's he's like these fucking uh these uh militia guys who who, you know, weekend warriors. Yep. He just went a little too far. Um but I I love the fact that they're gonna have a series of him's of his coming out on HBO Max that they've already done a spin off series oh, Peacemaker of is? Peacemaker, yeah. Is it going to be Cena or somebody else? I think it's Cena. I think it's is live it? action, and I think it's Cena. Oh, nice. Good yeah. for him. So, um, and I tell you what, it happens every time. I mean, we all, all right, so we all know, like, John Cena is just huge. We just know that he's a massive human being. He's actually gotten smaller. I know, right? I mean, <laughs> if you really if, has. Yeah, he's actually slimmed down. Yeah. Um, He's actually, he is actually trimmed down. But whenever you see a wrestler next to any other human being they look like this monster like yeah. they just look so like idris elba is not a small guy no no he's, he's in shape. He, he is in shape he is not wow. a small guy and he was dwarfed by john cena yeah. like it's crazy yeah it's absolutely crazy like it happens every time i see a wrestler in a film next to someone who's quasi normal size you just go oh god i forget that they're yep. they're they're massive people like when you watch them in the ring with other people other wrestlers yeah sometimes they it. look small you yeah. know I mean, this is a slight wrestling tangent but like bret hart always looked smaller in the ring but whenever you saw him outside of the ring in public with people he was massive and it's just it's crazy it's a crazy optical illusion. But that's not just wrestlers. That's like bodybuilders, football players, any athlete, yeah. really. So it doesn't just go for wrestling. It goes what, for any athlete. Yeah, when you see them around their peers. Yeah, you like know. if you see, like, if you see, uh, give me an athlete. I don't fucking know who an athlete is at this point. Oh, who knows? I'm sure, I would say like Tom Brady, but I'm sure Tom Brady looks the, exactly he's how Tom Brady looks. Yeah, he's, he's probably slim. All right, so if you see a linebacker or someone in the grocery store, they're going to be massive. Right. You know? Right. It's like, And how big do they have to be that they look massive doing what they do? Yeah. <laughs> when you see somebody. Yeah. Like when you used to see like Bobby Lashley next to John Cena and you would just be like, God damn, Bobby Lashley's massive. He, yep. he looks like that next to John Cena. How big is he going to look next to yeah. an average Joe? Yeah. So. I uh, when I was going to Athens with you guys and watch going to the football games, we would go to a bars and see some of them out, see some of the Georgia oh, yeah. Bulldog players out in the bars. And, you know, I'd be drinking. I'd be like, man, how much can you lift? You're like, oh, I could, I could probably lift a small Volkswagen. Yeah. <laughs> like, so put it into that category, you know, it's I could probably stupid. At that point, I could probably bench maybe, maybe 150 pounds to that point when I was in good shape. Right. And this dude's talking about, I uh, like a sophomore junior in college football talking about, I can probably bench a Volkswagen if I had to. Yeah. How ridiculous is that? It's stupid, man. It's, it's crazy. 
especially when they're in like the programs and they're working yeah. out twice a day twice and a day yeah doing shit like these yeah. guys are just i want to be like y'all y'all don't understand you better cherish it you're in the best shape you will ever be in ever your life in. yep it will and just then, go know, downhill I don't know about other athletes, but I know a lot of wrestlers. After they retire, they go completely out of shape because yeah, they're not. They don't need to do anything. They're tired. Their body hurts. They don't want to go to the gym anymore. Exactly, and that happens to uh, football players too. Like these oh, yeah, offensive yeah. linemen who are eating ten thousand calories right. a day, you know, but they're working out twice a day. Yeah, um, are doing really well, and then when they retire, either some of them continue eating ten thousand calories a day, but they're not working out as hard, yeah. and so the weight just goes big, or it's the opposite. Yeah, they cut down on their calories to a normal two thousand twenty five hundred calorie diet, and they become like literally half the person they were. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah. So, but now that that tangent's over, back to Suicide Squad. I don't know why we got there, but I don't either. But you know, I, I feel bad for anybody who tried to skip forward. Like, okay, I'll just skip a little the Suicide Squad stuff. Then they just get to this point where I go, okay, back to Suicide back to Squad. Suicide Squad. Like, God damn it! <laughs> they start going forward again. Um, no, it was just it was really well put together. It is a lot of fun. Um, it's it's what I liked that DC is doing right now is they're not being afraid to take chances and do what they want to do where Marvel is very formulaic in what they do now. Like Marvel has figured it out how to make a, a, yeah. a safe hit and that appeases all the fanboys and that's fine. They've nailed it. I mean, you can't argue with the billions of dollars they've put out. Yeah. But I think, um, I think DC has just said, you know, whatever, man, we're going to do us. We're going to have, we're going to do our movies the way we want to do them. And they've started doing more R rated stuff. They started being a little more hardcore and they've allowed directors to just have a little more carte blanche with what, what they want to do. Sometimes it hits, sometimes it doesn't, you know, wonder woman 84 was very different and parts of it worked, and there's a lot of it that didn't work. And yeah. that's fine. That's the gamble that they take on that. But then you get, like, the Justice League Snyder cut, which is fucking four hours of a beast of a film. But it's really good. It, it, it ends up being very good. Um, and then you get something like this Suicide Squad movie, which I think this one was what the original Suicide Squad movie was trying to do. It just didn't quite get it, you know. It's like you. they they had the formula that they wanted, and they were they were just about there. And I understand that there was edits and stuff that were done, so it didn't get to you know where the director really wanted it to go. Studio got a little too involved, but I feel like this one was like you almost got it. Let me show you how to get over that hump, and here it is. Yeah. So uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I want more and more rated R uh, superhero movies. I want Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy's love story. You want you want the, the you lesbian want the, story, the yes. lesbian storyline of Harley. It's common, you know. It's common. It might at some point they just got to recast their. Uh, they got to cast Poison Ivy. You know. I mean, unless Uma Thurman's coming out for it, you know. Ah, I hope not. <laughs> they can do better. They can do better. So, we'll uh, we'll I, see. I don't know who. I don't know who, but they can do better than Newman Thurman. Yeah. Uh, speaking so. of casting, and 
I know we didn't talk about this before going on, but did you see the casting for the Wednesday show, the Wednesday Adams on Netflix? Uh, Wednesday Adams on Netflix. The Tim Burton gimmick. I remember, I remember that coming up, but no, I don't think I saw anything about the casting. Uh, Catherine Zeta Jones is going to be uh, the mother, Morticia. Morticia. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I forget the dude's name. God, I forget the guy's name who's going to be Gomez, but you would, you know, you'd know him. It's live it. action. Yeah. I couldn't remember if it was live action or if it was going to be. Type animation. in Wednesday, type in Wednesday, Tim Burton, Netflix. And you'll, oh, yeah, it's you'll a Netflix it. series. Yeah. Wednesday TV show. That didn't work. Netflix. You spell Wednesday right, it might. Yeah, that would help. I would, that would actually help, but, you know, whatever. Uh, Google will fix it for you. You'll be okay. Jenna Ortega is playing Wednesday in an upcoming series. And where's the rest of you, you jerks? How does this internet work? I don't know. There we go, Wednesday. All right, so Netflix series. Oh, it's Louise Guzman. There you go. <laughs> I love Louise Guzman. He is such a character actor. Yeah. His Gomez should be very, very interesting. I I am I am on board for that. There you go. See, I knew you would be. I'm on board for that. That could be that could be a lot of fun. Yes. I just Burton's, assumed you would know because Tim, you're, a, you're a Tim Burton fan. I yeah, no, I am. But I, I thought you would have had that. I, I'm sorry I, I threw that on you. I haven't. No, I just I haven't even given this series another thought. I remember when it was being announced, but right. Um, I didn't give it another thought. So that's very cool. That'll be fun. I think that yes. could be fun with Tim Burton's, you know, odd sense of humor and visual style. It could be a lot of fun. Yes. So, um, another thing that I watched. Remember, we watched that. Uh, oh God, was it Punky Brewster? Documentary? Fuck Punky Brewster. Nineties <laughs> kids. Yeah, the nineties kids. Stay Moon Fry. Get a real name. We uh, crazy watched, fucking California liberal. Watched that documentary way back when. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, you gonna you you are you gonna piss me off? You gonna make me rant? No, nah, I'm not gonna make you rant. You gonna uh, make me rant, aren't you? I might make you rant. God damn. Um, did you see the documentary on or by uh about Val Kilmer on yes, on Amazon? Yes. yes, I did. Um, I really need to start watching trailers. I really need to start watching trailers. Yeah, you probably should. Let you I know should. what you're getting into. Uh, you know, because I, I watched, I did watch the trailer to this one before, obviously, came out and was like, "This looks really good." It looks depressing, but it looks really good. I'll be interested. Val Kilmer's not an actor. I would have been like, "I'm interested in knowing his backstory," but I was intrigued by the trailer and said, "Okay, I'll check this out." It didn't end bad though. It started rough, but it ended right. Okay. No, it's very good. If you get a chance to check it out, yeah. it's on Amazon. It's an Amazon but Prime original. It's called Val. Um, and he, like a lot of other celebrities that I didn't realize they did this, like videotaped their life. Like and before like, you get started, just for the love of God, any celebrity that has done this, please make a documentary that's uplifting and fun. I'm tired of the tragic ones. For the love of God, like Robert De Niro, like if you did it, be like, hey, I went and saw my friend Mark Scorsese. 
We had lunch. It was nice. Like, stop being like, oh, this all happened and we all OD'd and almost died. Fuck you. Make something cool and fun and nice. I'm tired of tragedy. Go on. Is that it? Is, is, <laughs> for the so, moment. So you're ranting anyway. For the moment. Um. So, yeah, it's it's there's something about people who document their entire lives, at least celebrities, that it really turns out tragic. Um, yeah. Like, it's it's kind of depressing the whole route. Yeah. But, you know, I thank them for doing it so that we have these great documentaries and these windows into their I mean, lives. great's kind of a strong word. Um, I thought the Val Kilmer one was absolutely great. That was, was a okay. great documentary. Uh, it was okay. Showed me depth to an actor and a man that I... Had good. no idea he had. It was good. Um, it wasn't. I won't say it was bad, but I don't know if it was great. Um, I, you know, I really enjoyed, you know, learning about, you know, his, his family. The fact they lived on like this giant ranch. It was a Roy Rogers ranch. Yeah, right? it was Roy yeah. Rogers ranch. Roy Rogers like ranch. that's insane. It. Um, yeah. and then that he, you know, uh bought what i i guess is like a third of new mexico i don't know he bought like I, this massive plot of land like, it was like six thousand acres of land in new mexico right had a river running through it like he just he just had this gorgeous I, I piece of property out in new mexico like, i don't know all his entire financial situation at that point but i'm not sure if i would have sold that right like unless he was just desperate he seemed like he was though he was unloading about Maybe. everything he had Maybe. Um, and then, like, his last project before his throat cancer hit, the, oh, uh, the, cool. Mark, the I, Mark Twain project. That was interesting as hell. I, I would thought have, that would have been real bad. Yeah. I, I would have really have liked to have seen that show. Yeah. You know, maybe if, if he ends up making a recovery, he'll, you know, if, if his voice ever is able to recover. He's hard to look at because he's still got the little voice gimmick in his throat. Yeah. But he says he's okay. He said he looks worse than he feels. Right. Yeah. So like the cancer's gone, but he has yeah, a trait to a recovery thing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh for him to be able to breathe. Have you noticed that everyone that plays Batman says they didn't like it? Yeah, I think the only person is like I think we talked about it. the only person that yeah. that hasn't has been well, I guess either Adam West and uh, Michael Keaton both yeah. haven't, but Adam West never did it on screen where he had to wear that like that weird constrictive suit. He right. probably his suit was probably more <laughs> sensual velour. Yeah, you know, or you know, it was probably easier to maneuver in. Right. Yeah, he could turn his head. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Val. Yeah. I had Val Kilmer, George Clooney, and Christian Bale and Ben Affleck of all, like. They've loved having the chance to be in that role, but have absolutely yeah. hated it when they were in that role. Yeah. That's why nobody keeps coming back. That's why nobody comes back. They're all also afraid of being Batman forever, like mm-hmm. uh, like Adam West. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who Adam West had plenty of roles in, in TV other. shows and other stuff afterwards, yeah. but he'll be forever Batman. He was just a, did a guest star shot on Lois and Clark that I'm watching. <laughs> did he play Bruce Wayne? He, no, he played some uh, some uh, talk show host named Jerry. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Was it yeah. like a Springer thing? Mm, uh, no. 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 He, no. He he's, was just some random talk show host. He's too classy for that Springer yeah. stuff. 
He was just some random talk show host. He was on there for about three minutes. Nice. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. He he was on a family guy for a long time. Adam West was brilliant. The mayor. I mean, one of one of my favorite anecdotes I've heard from uh, Seth MacFarlane on like the commentaries they do on the DVDs Mm -hmm. was the first time he approached uh, Adam West about doing the show. He had worked with him at Hanna-Barbera when Seth MacFarlane was like first starting out. And so he got his, he got Adam West's number and he said he tried for days and days, maybe even weeks trying to get a hold of him to see if he'll do this role. And finally he, he called him and Adam West picked up and he was like, Hey Adam, it's, it's Seth. And he's like, Oh, how you doing Seth? He's like, man, I've, I've been trying to get a hold of you for, for weeks. And he's like, you're, you're getting a hold of you is like trying to get a hold of the Pentagon. And he goes, well, our nation's security is my top priority. Nice. <laughs> he said, well, what, what are you doing? I'm pouring dog food into a bowl. Nice. <laughs> that was his first conversation with him. Nice. And he said at that point he knew like Adam would do the job because he was just, he would get the, the irreverence of that right. character. That's fantastic. But it's just hilarious. That's fantastic. It's like when uh, Spielberg called Will Smith to do some movie. Will Smith was like, the phone was ringing. I was literally running out of the shower. And the first thing I said to Spielberg was, I need to put on some pants. I just got out of the shower. He's like, that's the first words he ever uttered to Spielberg. That's great. <laughs> it's just, I, I, that's one of those weird things. Like, I don't know that. If I ever got a phone call from someone like a Steven Spielberg, yeah. I probably would hang up on them. Be like, whatever, dude. Like, whatever. It's bullshit. Hang up. <laughs> call me back. Hopefully. You better hopefully call you Hopefully back. he calls me back. If he called me the first time around, he clearly wants uh, something. Well, you got to think, though. People like that probably get that all the time where people don't believe it's them. Right. If they're calling you personally and don't have, like, their people doing it. Right. Oh. I know that happened with, uh, I'm listening to Rob Paulson's book, um, which is very, very good. Um, you know, voice actor who's known for his biggest roles are, uh, as Raphael in the original Ninja Turtles animated show. And then one of the reboots of it, he played Donatello and he's also known for being Yakko from Animaniacs and Pinky from Pinky and the Brain. And he's got all sorts of other roles too, so um, you know, he wrote a memoir, and so I'm, I'm, I'm uh, listening to it because I don't read. You're listening to a book, okay? I'm listening yeah. to a book, but it's read by a voice actor who it's about. There's yeah. no better way to to take that I, I, book I, in. I'm, let's be honest. I'm with you. Let's be honest. Um. So, and he talks about the first time Spielberg got a hold of him about uh animaniacs and he's like spielberg's assistant called and was like you know i'm with spielberg's assistant and he was like yeah whatever and he hung up on yeah. her she called back no really i'm with him he's like look you can quit you know uh pulling my chain this is and she's like no i get this we get this a lot i really am mr spielberg's <laughs> he's like and he really wants to do lunch with you <laughs> like at the over at the commissary in like an hour, you need to be there. <laughs> and then so he was like, "Oh shit, sorry. All right, bye." <laughs> it's just those surreal moments yeah. that just happen from time to time. 
Yeah. But again, you got to think that happens to those guys all the time. Like the really famous people are like, right. no way. Why the hell would you call me? Right. Especially you know, if they're cold calling somebody yeah. like, like you or I, you know, that's mm-hmm. not an established star or something. Like it's yeah. just, even with established ones, it probably happens. Oh, probably. So, but uh, yeah. All right. Well, you got any other rants you want to go on before we wrap this thing up? No, no. God damn it. Just celebrities make, make an uplifting film about if you seriously, if you videotaped your entire life, make a fun documentary, not a tragic one. Even if tragic shit happened to you, I don't want to see that. God damn. We're in a pandemic still. We want uplifting shit. You got God it. Damn, the, the Taliban <laughs> just took, the Taliban just took over Afghanistan this morning. We need uplifting shit. Is that it? (laughs) (laughs) Make sure. Get out of here before I keep going. God Uh, damn. (laughs) I don't feel well. I don't want to rant. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. Well, don't forget to uh, tweet us if you you want to hear more of Durden's rants or where he's coming from on things. Fuck. Um, Or anything else. You can tweet us. Do better, celebrities. (laughs) I'm at Film Tattoo. I'm at Wrestling Agent D. And, uh, yeah, I guess we'll catch you guys next week. And maybe Jordan will feel better and not so uh, ranty and angry. It happens. Yeah, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. <laughs>